You're listening to a Church Doctor production. Welcome to the audio version of the Church Doctor Report, presented by Kent Hunter. Hey, Kent Hunter here, the Church Doctor, and um, got a great, great question for you in this Church Doctor Report. Is Christian outreach caught and taught? I want you to be thinking about that. I'm thinking about it today as we look at one of the most important dynamics that can help the church reach lost people for Jesus. As you mature into an adult, you learn a lot, probably more than you realize. Some of what you've learned uh, was positive, good for you, and for your future. Some of what you learned was not that helpful. For example, as I entered high school, I had no thought about going to college. Neither my grandparents nor my parents went to college. However, my parents had a different vision. They had hope that I would study for an advanced degree. They didn't focus on what, but who I would become. They wanted me to achieve beyond their educational experience. The first surprise I learned from my guidance counselor was the need to study a second language. I couldn't see any value in that. It was actually a foreign concept in more than one sense. So, anyway, I picked Spanish. Why? It was the easiest choice to learn. By midway through my senior year, God broke through my lapsed faith, and I shocked everyone by declaring my call to ministry. I had no clue what I was getting into. At the Lutheran Junior College, I had to take Latin, German, and Ancient Greek. I understand the Greek for the New Testament, but I had no interest in being a missionary to Germany. Further, who speaks Latin? (laughs) Then, when I got to Senior College, I had to take Ancient Hebrew, a language that reads from right to left the language of the Old Testament. When I went to graduate school for my Ph.D., I had to qualify in two languages. I had no choice for the first one. It had to be fluency in ancient Greek. For the second language, I picked Spanish. During my 11 and a half years of advanced education after high school, it became clear Some of what you learn is taught. However, much of it is caught. The two years I had of hands-on ministry in churches, one in Australia while I attended seminary there and the other in Florida, those two years were awesome. They weren't about getting taught, although there was some of that, but most of it was caught. Let's take a look at the method of Jesus. In the New Testament, the scripture introduces us to our Savior. And we learn a lot about sin and grace, salvation, church ministry, and practical behavior. We are also introduced to the greatest movement of all time. It's interesting how the Lord models ministry. He uses the classroom of real life. He picks up 
disciples. And he picks those disciples and simply says, Come, follow me. There were 12 core guys. And then, on a sort of a second level, a group of other men and women who had personal face time with Jesus beyond all those that were in the crowds. Among the core group, there was a great deal of teaching. However, those followers were not just taught. They also caught what can't be taught. Think about that. There are two dynamics to the Christian movement. Believers in Jesus are taught, yet there is more. There was so much more. We need to catch what can't be taught. When Jesus turned the water into wine, there were likely some academic types who wondered, how does that work? Perhaps someone asked him, how did you do that? If they did, (laughs) it didn't make it into the Bible. Why? It wasn't a lesson on how to make wine fast and cheap. It was an undeniable experience that defines Jesus. He works miracles, and he shares with his Father the element of abundance. That's what that wine was all about, and that's what those wedding guests experienced. And I bet you they never forgot it, and neither will you. So, what is taught? There's an abundance of material of what can be taught about the Christian faith, life, and effective mission in Scripture. The Bible is a huge book. What is your experience with God's only written teaching? You know, when I think about it, I can't even count the number of times I've read through the entire Bible. I've worn out several Bibles. Literally, some of the pages are falling out. I have numerous underlines and notes. That includes most versions in English dating back to when I started college. There are several versions I have read numerous times. Some of those are worn out too. I had to buy another of the same version. Now, don't take that the wrong way. I'm not bragging. In truth, every time I read passages of Scripture, even when I preached on them, Every time I learn more, I experience more. I catch beyond what is taught. Now, maybe I'm a slow learner, I don't know. However, I've talked to a lot of other Christ followers who have had the same experience. Why is that? How can you read the same material over and over and keep learning new insights? How does that work? It's because each time you pick up your Bible, you are a different person with new challenges, more insights, and experience from a world that is constantly changing, sometimes for the better and often for the worse. Let's talk about mission strategy, how it is taught, oh yes, and how it is caught. In most churches, preachers focus a lot on what Jesus taught about how to live the Christian life. Why? Well, we Christians need to continuously learn and grow. 
all we can. If we're not growing forward, likely it is we are slipping away. And it may be subtle, but it is a reality most honest believers have experienced and will admit. Since many congregations are plateaued or declining, those of us called church doctors focus on the mission of the church. The study of that mission is called missiology, the study of mission. My first church after graduate school was in the inner city of Detroit. It was a congregation with an amazing history. That church was birthed with a mission-minded pastor who had retired before I arrived. At one time, the church had the largest vacation Bible school in the denomination. However, that was a few years before I was even born. By the time I became their pastor, the church had been declining at a rate of 67% during the previous 10 years. The neighborhood was changing. About 35% of the residents were now those who were African American. The church attendance was 100% Anglos, as was the staff. The congregation had a large number of great leaders and very supportive members, yet everyone knew we were a declining congregation. As they say, the handwriting was on the wall. As a new pastor with mission enthusiasm, I tried several approaches to turn the trend from decline to growth. There was a significant number of core members who joined in efforts to reach our community. After about a year and a half, it occurred to me, with all my schooling, I had no clue how to guide that church to effectively grow and reach our diverse community. Meanwhile, I was kept busy. I had close to 50 funerals a year, each year. I got really good at doing funerals. But the trend was obvious. So, I called my district office and I asked for help. And I was told by the mission executive, we don't do well in that situation in an urban setting. We've already closed a dozen churches in Detroit already. Then I called my denominational office and talked to the mission department. I was told that churches like mine usually die. I asked if there was any congregation in our denomination in this situation that was growing. Again, the answer was negative. In the middle of deep discouragement, I received some junk mail back in the day sent to pastors. It was from a seminary in California that trained pastors in missiology. The classes were taught by career missionaries who, first of all, had graduate training in missiology, and secondly, they had experience on some foreign mission field somewhere around the world. Now they felt called to train busy pastors in America in the basic elements of mission so people like me could equip their members to become missionaries to their communities. Well, my church members 
and my leaders gave me permission to give it a try. In the next few years, our church grew significantly, including outreach to African Americans who became members and leaders of our church. And all that has given me pause for thought. Thinking about moving from just taught to caught. Word about our growing congregation spread around the country. It wasn't long before I began to get requests to teach mission principles in other countries. My first invitation was to Nigeria in West Africa. There I taught hundreds, if not thousands, of pastors about mission. Perhaps even more importantly, I experienced a dramatic mission field. I caught beyond what I had been taught. To make a long story short, I returned to Nigeria 13 times to teach large conferences of pastors. As time went on, I was invited to teach in South Africa several times, also Kenya, India, the former Soviet Union, Brazil, Japan, Belize, and elsewhere. But here's my real point in sharing all that. For each trip, I invited 10 to 20 American and Canadian pastors and church leaders to go with me, and I gave them work to do. I allowed them to teach and serve. And you know what happened to them? They caught mission beyond what can be taught, beyond what they'd ever been taught. And without exception, these North Americans experienced mission. They would never be the same. You know, this raises some serious questions. Why aren't most pastors trained in missiology here in North America? When I began the assigned reading for each of my classes in missiology, I wondered, where do these books come from? Why didn't I get this material in four years of college, four years of seminary, and three years of graduate school? Where, where were these books? How did that occur? My conclusion, most North American denominational leaders have a false, or at least misunderstood, worldview. It is subtle, but it is powerful. There is this unfortunate belief that the mission field is exclusively somewhere over there, far away somewhere. Consequently, most pastors and almost all church members have never been trained in missiology. That is the biblical teaching of mission work that leads to making disciples of previously unchurched people. Along the way in my life, I was introduced to what I would call the England phenomenon. I know it sounds weird, but hang on. A number of years ago, my friend Walt Callisted pastored a megachurch in Phoenix. His church began to host leadership conferences for pastors and church leaders. Walt invited me to be a regular speaker at these conferences. After one of these gatherings, we were meeting socially, and Walt said to me, Hey, Kent, have you been over to see what's going on in England? 
with the Christian movement. And my first thought was disbelief, to be honest. I told Walt I'd been to England a few years before to speak at some conferences and work with leaders at the world headquarters of the Salvation Army, which is in London. However, at that time, most of the local churches were in decline. And then Walt told me of a recent phenomenon among a growing number of churches. It was a movement that greatly impressed him. He said, Kent, for what you do with churches, you guys need to go and see what is occurring in England among some of these churches. It is phenomenal. Well, honestly and reluctantly, I planned the trip and invited three pastors to go with me. Each one of them served a congregation in a different denomination. I knew them because I had consulted their churches. And I thought, yeah, if it's a good experience and they're willing to go along, maybe it'll help them too. I wanted them to have an experience. But I didn't know if that experience was going to be good or bad. Well, what we learned in England was phenomenal. At that time, there were a few churches that were exploding with exciting growth. Polar opposite to the trends in all the other churches. They were reaching people of all ages, many of them previously unchurched. I spoke with the leaders of those churches and I asked them, Hey, if I brought a group of pastors from North America and some of their church leaders, would you allow us to visit and experience what God is doing in and through your churches? Will you help them, would you help me help them catch what can't be taught? And they graciously agreed. You see, this is what I know. First of all, England is more similar to North America than Africa, South America, or anywhere else. We can relate to England better than just about anywhere. Second, North American pastors and church leaders can relate to what God is doing there. It's not that far of a leap from our own culture. And third, most importantly, I realize that mission is more easily caught than taught. You think about that. You remember that. Don't forget it. Mission is more easily caught than taught. So, for 20 years, excluding the two COVID years, but for 20 years, our church doctor ministry leader, Tracy, and I, along with one of our great staff members, Matt, have led groups of North American pastors and church leaders to visit England for 10 busy and extraordinary days. We've made friends with even more key pastors and leaders who meet with our group. These are leaders that most people could never get close to. They're world-class, well-known people. We visit their churches. We see their churches and ministries in action. It is literally a life-changing experience. So what, what happens? We, we learn and we experience. Well, now with uh, COVID behind us, I hope and pray, we are excited for our next trip to England in April 2023. It is a life-changing experience. 
investing in North American Christians who can imprint their churches at home is a great way to ignite congregations, allowing leaders to catch what can't be taught. During our trips to England, we also encourage our travelers at the end of the trip to spend a few days in London on their own, one of the most amazing world-class cities where people speak uh, a brand of our language. (laughs) You see, you simply cannot teach what you can catch. Jesus started his ministry in an interesting way. He just simply said, come follow me. The rest is history. And God still uses people like you and me to make history. In the spiritual realm, it produces dramatic change in others and in their churches and in their nations. Yeah, you can learn more about our next trip to England by visiting www.churchdoctor.org slash England 2023. Thank you for listening to the audio version of the Church Doctor Report. If you would like to receive the written version in your email, please sign up by going to www.churchdoctor.org. If you've enjoyed this teaching, please share it with others and encourage them to subscribe. Thank you, and God bless.